I think traveling is the best way to learn. It's the best way to humble yourself. People aren't really going to learn unless they're exposed to it and see like this person is normal and a great person regardless of their sexuality. Sometimes I think we get caught up looking how many backward steps we're making in the United States, but then we have to remember to look at the whole picture. And at the end of the day, love will always win because there's no harm. You're listening to Sipping LGBT. I'm your host, Allegra. And I'm Sarah. Life is always changing. Especially in the LGBTQ community. So we're here to give you all the tea. Come, Come sip, sip with, with us. us. Hello, it's been a long time. It's been a very long time. Too long. That's my fault. I have a hundred cats in my house. My fault too. I mean, <laughs> traveling the world, traveling, which I think is very appropriate because that's what we're going to be talking about this episode. But yes. also, you know, had a little computer mishap and that, that was fun. It's like one of my, it's a year for me of just like electronic mishaps, including yep. my car. <laughs> Your car too? Oh no. Oh my gosh. Yep. Yep. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> yeah. That sounds, that sounds about right. It's been pa- this whole year. I think we should just start over. Start yep. completely over, so, right? S- starting fresh. Yep. Five months into the year. <laughs> yeah. We'll start. It's all right. Happy May. Almost yes. summer. We love that. <laughs> but um, we are going to talk about travel, but I think that we should just start with tea time. What yes, think? I think so. It's been a minute and we have some some nice juicy information about myself. Yeah, so let's hear it. As some of you know, maybe all of our listeners know, Cindy and I have officially found a date and we are getting married. Yeah. So yeah. we are very excited. It's been a long time coming. We had a really hard time trying to figure out where we were going to have the wedding, but I think We finally have a perfect venue and, you know, we have some lovely tea regarding our family members, but it's fine. It's fine. The the wedding's going to be all about friends and that's okay. Who needs family? Friends are chosen family and (laughs) that's okay. Yeah. I think that's honestly, that's what we're most excited about. And then hopefully sometime this summer, we're going to get Cindy knocked up. (laughs) that's if all that's if things all go good but probably not till the fall so we have a baby hopefully on the way and a wedding so oh my gosh pretty pretty big things yeah that is so exciting and we definitely I want to do an episode on like the fertility journey and hear about obviously you and Cindy but I have some friends who also said that they would come on and yeah, talk it's, to us all about it because it's it's different for everyone, but it's quite a journey, especially for same sex couples. It has been a process. Like I was thinking, you could just walk into the clinic, and you know, maybe a month later, everything would be all set. But it's looking like a 10, 12 month process, and yeah. So we'll just we're just gonna have to work on our patience. <laughs> <laughs> it is a test of that for sure. It is now. Any tea for you? Anything you? Anything fun you've got to share? Honestly, I've just been traveling a bunch, as you know. And But other than that, I mean, it's kind of same old, same old. And I feel like Lestopia has been a little quiet lately. To an extent. I mean. Yeah. Everyone's holding it together. (laughs) 
Yeah, everyone's freaking out about Taylor Swift and her heiress tour. Mm. I mean, the tea there. She's she's single. Ready to mingle. Yeah. In Nashville. She's in Nashville this weekend. I know. I'm so jealous because I have friends in Nashville who are, are going, and obviously I live there. So, yeah, I wish that I could be there. But I have exciting news this weekend. I By the time this episode comes out, it'll have already happened, so I won't ruin the surprise. But <laughs> but it's Marissa's birthday, my girlfriend's <gasps> birthday this weekend, and I'm throwing her a surprise party. Ooh. And so a bunch of her friends, all her family is coming. I think she, like, kind of has an inkling because she keeps – I don't know. She keeps asking questions and I'm like, stop it. Stop. Stop <laughs> asking. asking questions. Oh. Um, but she thinks she thinks that we are going to dinner on Saturday night. But I'm actually taking her to our, our favorite spot that we always go and I rented out the back room. And Ooh. we will have a, a little party. Um so yeah, by the time this comes out, it'll already have happened. But that's fun. <laughs> I feel like San Diego has a great, you know, leading into travel. San Diego has a great queer scene. Correct me if I'm wrong. Honestly, it's kind of huge. And this weekend actually is Cinco de Mayo. And I've been helping promote for uh, Queer Girl. If I saw. any of you know <laughs> what that is. But every Thursday they have like a Queer Girl event at this bar called Hole in the Wall. If you guys are ever in San Diego, you should check it out. It's a lot of fun. There are also occasional bigger parties. So this one is happening on Friday in celebration of Cinco de Mayo. And I'm super stoked because who doesn't love chips and salsa? Right. Lesbians. And, and lesbians, <laughs> you know. <laughs> now, does L.A. have the same kind of scene or is it not as big? It is honestly crazy because girls have been coming down from Orange County, down from L.A., to come to Queer Girl. So it's, it's getting big. Um, yeah, I used to go and recognize people every time. And now, I mean, I rarely go anymore, but when I do, I don't recognize a soul. Wow. (laughs) And yeah, and people are really coming from near and far to, to hit it up. So it's the place to be. Dang. See, we don't have anything like that here. And I mean, in the city, Yes, but not yeah. in upstate. We've got one gay bar and it's just, it's not it. It <laughs> looks like a basement. Not in Rochester, huh? No. <laughs> you might as well just keep going north and go to Toronto. Just skip Rochester because there's oh nothing God. here. Don't don't travel here. There's nothing here. Besides, everyone's Kia's getting stolen. I don't know what oh the- gosh. That's Wait, not it's happening? Beca- it's, yeah, no, that's been happening, I think, around the entire Country? country? Yeah, think, well, it's a big place. It's a big thing here, so don't come to Rochester. You're not missing out. Well, anyway, on the topic of traveling to different yes. places, let's dive into this. Let's talk travel, all things LGBT travel, because there's so much to talk about, and there are a lot of places that honestly like, just really aren't safe for us to go. No. And I've actually had people, I mean, so I will give an example, because I... I actually just went on a trip with Marissa in early March, and we kind of went around all the Caribbean islands, and we started in Barbados. And I was really nervous because I had been to countries before where it is illegal to be homosexual or whatever, but um, I've never been with my partner. And Mm. as someone who I guess has the privilege of being straight passing, Mm -hmm. I've never really had to deal with it. So... 
I guess I just didn't really know what to expect when being there like with your person, you know, because I'm That's so scary. used to just like naturally being like cuddly or holding her hand or whatever and affectionate in public. There was just this huge fear going to these places because I knew I couldn't do that. Right. Anyway, it was very interesting. And I remember I actually posted something on TikTok about it and people actually kind of came at me and were like, why would you even go to those countries? I if- saw that. Which I understand that mindset, but at the same time, I kind of think, well, one, I'm not someone who wants to necessarily shelter myself from different cultures in the world just because they're ignorant. Mm-hmm. I think traveling is the best way to learn. It's the best way to humble yourself. And if you can do it in a safe way, then I think you should, regardless of, I mean, obviously, if it's really not safe, then don't go. But People aren't really going to learn if unless they're exposed to it and see like, oh, this this person is normal and a great person regardless of their sexuality. So I also kind of right. had that outlook. So anyway, the trip went great. <laughs> we were a little nervous, but it did go well overall. And it was a big change because the trip be- that we did before that was Ireland and they are the most welcoming people ever. <laughs> oh, I bet. And, and you know what? The same thing goes for every place, you know, in the United States. You know, everyone's like, oh, why would you travel to this country in this country? Well, look in your own hometown. It's just as... It's everywhere. It's everywhere. It, it may not be something illegal yet, but there are certain states that are trying their hardest to make it. Well, also just because something's in legislation, as we know here in the States, does not mean that it's the beliefs of every single person in that country, especially many of these countries are not even democracies like we are. So it is absolutely not even the choice of the people. Exactly. So to clump them all together is not only a disservice to the people living in that country, but it's hurtful to the country itself that could possibly be wanting to implement change. Exactly. And one of those things that I actually found was interesting, and I told you about this, um, but when I went to Barbados, um, that was the first country that I was like really nervous that, I mean, it was illegal and I didn't want to like do anything that would upset people or like, I didn't want to get in trouble myself, but little story I was actually in the hotel the first night, and I was sitting in the lobby super late at night writing my article for Sony. Shameless plug right there. (laughs) If you guys haven't seen my article for Sony, go check it out. So cool. But I was writing my article, and I overheard RuPaul's Drag Race. And I was like, who who is watching RuPaul's Drag Race right now in Barbados? Literally. (laughs) Like where it's illegal to be gay. So I end up kind of like looking over and it's the guy at the front desk. Oh my gosh. And so obviously I had to talk to him. So I walked over and I was like, hey, are you watching RuPaul's Drag Race? (laughs) (laughs) And he was like, yes. (laughs) So I was like, okay, this is my chance to like kind of figure out like what's what's the lowdown like what's 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 actually happening happening here in Barbados and like what's what's going on with that so I ended up first asking him just about drag in general and I was like oh like do you guys have drag in Barbados what's that like good question yeah um and you know he kind of told me that they used to, but um, Canada actually opened up their borders to refugees and a bunch of them fled there. So oh. not there's not so much of a drag scene anymore. But I started asking him about 
gay rights and um, if it was accepted here and what was going on because I knew that it was illegal. I wasn't completely up to date and this is a huge win. But in December, they actually changed the law and previously they had grouped child molestation and homosexuality together as one. Wow. Which is terrible and just wrong. But they had recently in December overturned that and changed it so that homosexuality is not in there anymore. Wow. So, wow. yeah, it is no longer illegal to be gay in Ooh. Barbados, which I love. And it made me feel so much more comfortable. <laughs> but it's like, why are we not hearing that news? Like, those are yeah, the things right? that we I was don't like, why didn't hear. I hear that? Why didn't we, I hear that? <laughs> no one knows that. Like, and that's a know. huge step forward when I feel like all we've been doing lately is reverting back to the 1700s over here. Uh, seriously right like that's it is scary things happening in florida right now i it breaks my heart it's Dwayne wade and his whole family is moving out because they have a a child that's trans i think a lot of people are moving out but it's also unfortunate because a lot of people who do have those beliefs are moving in so it's just kind of taking over that state yeah but anyway before we skip the Barbados part, I actually asked the guy if I could interview him, and I have a little recording here. That is so cool. And hopefully you'll be able to hear it, but yeah, I thought we might listen to a little clip of it. So wait, when was it legalized? Do you know? Um, late December, early January. Okay, so was, really recent. It was only recent. A couple months ago. Yeah, a few months ago. So it was only recently, but it wasn't that they legalized gay per se. They just dropped the buggery laws in relates to not necessarily the child molestation, but it's basically saying it's okay then to be who you are. Okay. So, yeah. Go. What happened was is that they mix up being gay being a child molester. Right. So basically is that they drop the gay part from the buggery law. Okay. So it's okay. So they're no gay. longer saying the two are mutually exclusive. Yeah. No, you're well, whoever gay could be gay now. So right. what you do in the privacy of your bedroom has nothing to do with anything once it is not a minor. Okay. Which so, that's good. <laughs> that shouldn't be. That's yeah. that's the way it should be for sure. Yeah, that's what it's supposed to be. Yeah. <laughs> But you're saying that you still, it still seems like people can't show PDA or be really... They can't show it. Mostly, well, when it comes to gay men, they don't show it, but lesbians know more open with it. Okay. Because we live in a backward society, whereas it's okay for women to do it because they would just consider it to be just girlfriends. That and and it's so sexualized by men anyway. But when it comes to men, is that we get in the gauntlet thrown at us, so... Yeah. It happens. But... Which is not fair at all, but... It doesn't matter. It's really good. It does matter. I said it does matter, so it really doesn't... It really doesn't to me, but... Yeah. But like I said, is that the local community don't mind having gay people around. They just don't like being constantly reminded of it. So that they will see you, they will acknowledge you. But to say that the accept it mm-hmm. is 50-50. Because it will see you as someone mind the business that what then there will be others that would just be like lighting torches and sharpening pitchforks just because. <laughs> oh my gosh. Just because. But right. other than that, 
it's not that they don't mind. They just don't like being constantly reminded all the time of it. So that's right. just how it is. You know, I could switch the argument around and say I don't like being reminded of the straight folks. <laughs> <laughs> Before I was like, oh god, I hate to see couples. Just like, like, oh my god. Yeah, I still hate to see couples, but at the end of the day, it's just like, oh, they're here. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. love you, couple. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> No, that actually makes me feel so much better though, because I am here with my girlfriend, and being, we've only been here just for a few hours. But the entire time since, I mean, before we got here, no, I was, yeah, very I was told that it's, I mean, it's illegal. Now I guess it's not. It's not, the, it's not. It's not illegal, but just still be discreet with it, because even though they pass it. It's still something, you know, that it's still got to get familiar yes. with it. It's just a matter of just trying to learn. We don't like to mind our business. That's the biggest. <laughs> we always want to be up in everything. So <laughs> if you just, like, take a step back and just realize it, that right. that's just them. Call it a day and leave it alone. I love his accent. He's so beautiful. I know. He was so sweet. And it was so just kind of insightful to talk to him and... He actually um, ended up sending me an essay that he wrote on homosexuality in Barbados when it was really interesting to read, but just thought that would be interesting to share. And it was just cool to talk to a local and get their perspective because, I mean, even though it is legal there, as he was saying, it's still not widely accepted. And he was like, you should still be discreet, which I, I thought was very nice of him to say because I didn't, yeah, again, I didn't want to ever do anything to offend people or get in trouble myself, but. It's just so crazy how we have to be, you know, so incredibly careful and, you know, just, I remember when Cindy and I went to Turks and Caicos, that was, so out of all the places we have traveled and where else did we go? Jamaica. Jamaica and Turks and Caicos, mm-hmm. I felt the most unsafe. You know, very fortunately, we were, you know, on a cruise for Jamaica and then for Turks and Caicos, we were on, you know, in a resort. However, we would like go out and do excursions. And anytime we would get into a car or like an Uber or whatever, a taxi, the first thing people would say to Cindy and I were, oh, are you guys friends? How long have you been friends? It wasn't ever, it was never a, oh, are you guys apart? Like, are you guys together? Are you dating? or Mm -hmm. it was immediately assumed that not only are we friends, but how long have we been friends? So to to totally backtrack is so hard. And then, you know, being in a different country, Cindy and I were like, well, we're in a car with a stranger. This person could take us anywhere and hurt us. So, you know, at that time, we're just like, yeah, we're friends. We've been friends for three years because, you know, who knows if we were to say, oh, yeah, we're a queer couple, we're lesbians, and we're going to get married, the car could be in a ditch, you know? Like, yeah. it's just hard because I know, you know, Cindy and I, we've spent so much of our life having this internalized homophobia. And then to finally feel like we're out and proud, but then to travel, it kind of feels like we've got to reel all that back in, which not, not the case for everywhere, you know, everywhere we travel, but you know, in those two instances, we felt uncomfortable and I'm sure you've experienced it more with more places you've been, but. Right. um, Honestly, in a country where it is illegal or something like that, it's better for me that they assume we're friends because I'm like, well, it's not 
lying. Like, right. You know, my girlfriend right. is my best friend. So yeah, right. we're, we, we are friends. We're best, um, best, <laughs> best friend I ever had. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but I almost feel like if they did ask me and like, I cannot lie to save my life. You can see everything on my face. So if they did ask me and I did have to like lie about it to feel safe, yeah. They would absolutely know. So uh, it's almost better that they assume we're friends, I guess, well, in that circumstance. But I I think our the person we went on the excursion with, he asked for our Instagrams. And I'm like, oh fuck, he's gonna find out real fast. Mm. We we're we're the kissing friends. <laughs> we're not the I've worried about that too. And yeah. like I accidentally so I've been the I've only been to a few places where it's illegal, mainly places um, actually in Africa. So like Egypt, Ghana, Mauritius, Morocco. Um, Actually, when I went to most of those, I didn't even know I was gay yet. So it didn't really matter. But Egypt specifically, I went to definitely I I was out already. And um, but it was really interesting because you they literally suggested go with a man because that is how little respect they have for women there, which it's really scary. I mean, there were people offering my brother camels for me as if I was like property. What? Yeah. It was kind of, <gasps> I mean, like I, I couldn't tell if they were joking or not, but so many people did it and were like, like, sir, like a joke anymore. hundred camels for her. And I'm like, excuse me <laughs> you're worth more than a hundred camels to me allegra um, i would give you a thousand thank you thank you um but all that to say i i don't think i i mean i wasn't dating anyone so it's not and i wasn't there with my partner i was there with my brother and my, my sisters so there it wasn't like there was an opportunity for for me to really express being mm. gay so no one knew by any means, but if anyone got my Instagram, absolutely, they would see that I had pride stuff on there. Um, but I also realized, I think halfway through the trip, that I had left like my Bumble or something on. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God. Oh no. It's like, what, what if they know? Like, what if they're they- sending the police <laughs> to go get me? They're set, they're out to get you. Luckily, oh, no. nothing happened. Um, now, would you would you go back again? But do you think you would still have to bring a male figure? I mean, I've never been to Egypt, but it's been on my bucket list. But I've oh my heard gosh, such big things, you know, drastic yeah. things. I mean, it's one of those places where, yeah, I think I would, I would try and have a man with you, or at least we ended up. Um, having a male tour guide, which I think also really helped. Um, And what was really interesting is it was, um, we actually had police escorts, which I, part of me was like, I feel like this is actually bringing attention to us. But at the same time, like I kept asking our tour guide, I was like, why do we have police with us everywhere we go? And he was like, oh, we just want like, we want to make sure that you feel really, really safe. And because the U.S. is like our, one of our highest like populations of tourism comes from the US. So we want to make sure that you feel safe and make sure you go home and tell everyone how safe you felt like when you went. And I was like, okay, to make sure people still keep coming back. Right. Interesting. Um, Never knew that. So I don't know. Part part of me was like, is that really why? Or like, 
Like, is there actually a reason for them to be here? I I don't know. Mm. So I guess with the male tour guide, because he literally came and picked us up every morning at the hotel. He was with us, like, basically, unless we were, like, in our bed sleeping. (laughs) Okay, I would Um, want that, too. Yeah, so so that made me feel a little better. But it also, like, felt good to have my brother there because he, like, actually really cares about me. (laughs) Like, yeah, you know, made sure that, like, if any men were talking to us, like... He was always right there. And it was, but it was also really interesting just because my um, little sister and I are both like literally 5'9", five, 5'10", five, blonde. Yeah. Um, and they have never seen, many of them have never seen women like that. So <sighs> the amount of men that literally came up to take selfies with us was just wild. Um, wow. But because um, they were like, they just... Had never seen. we were blonde. I don't yeah. know. They kept talking about how we were blonde. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> and so tall. I'm sure they don't see, yeah. you know, that too. Yeah. But um, back to just being women. I actually was thinking about this last week because Marissa and I were supposed to go to Mexico. Mm-hmm. And um, there's just kind of been a rise in gang violence there in the past few weeks. So we ultimately decided not to go because we were we weren't flying, we were driving. We live in San Diego, so it's super close to drive down. And Valle de Guadalupe, which is where we we're going, is relatively safe, one of the safest places you can go in Mexico. Very, very tourist friendly. But the drive there, maybe not so much. <laughs> and really? Yeah. I mean, you're crossing the border and ultimately we made a decision not to go because we're two young blonde girls driving a car with California license plates, like, and there's, they're targeting tourists now. And so I kind of just was like, I don't know if this is worth it. Like, I really don't know. And, and I was thinking about it. I was like, dang, you know what? Like any other, like so many of our friends were like, we, we just went down. It was fine. I was like, yeah, but you went with your boyfriend. Like, right. You went with a, a, a large male figure. Yeah. And so I was like, this is the one downside of being yeah. a lesbian. And I'm like, dang, like as two women, like we can't go somewhere and feel safe. Like, yep. There, and and it, it does. And it's unfortunate because you have to think about those things everywhere you go. And I had a friend, they were just recently married and they were trying to book a place for their honeymoon and they wanted to go to, and now it's not Bora Bora. It's another one of the like Polynesian. Like Tahiti? No, not Tahiti. Oh my gosh. Maybe it was Bora Bora. It's one of the Polynesian islands or Islamic under their control. And they were trying to book a honeymoon there because it was, you know, a lot of people go there for honeymoons. And the staff refused to give them the honeymoon suite, no matter how much money they had, no matter how much they offered. They literally said they do not allow two women to stay in the honeymoon suite, period. Lovely. Isn't that crazy? Just outwardly homophobic. (laughs) When they told me that, they were like, I was just floored because it was on, it was somewhere that I had, you know, wanted to go because, you know, it has those cute little huts on the water and it's very pretty and, you know, talking about like it's Uh, beautiful. I know. I, I went to one of those. You and know, it was amazing. <laughs> and maybe, maybe this, it was the whole idea of it being a honeymoon suite. But at the end of the day, who cares? I guess, you know, but they also, do. Why does it like, why does it matter that 
like the comfort of your bedroom, like what you're doing in there. Again, like it's literally back to what the guy I interviewed in Barbados was saying, like what you do in the privacy of your home is your business. Like why Just does everyone be discreet. else care? But they had specifically said that they do not allow, you know, even then they proceeded to say, okay, she's not my wife. She's my friend. And they were like, no, then you can have a regular room. You cannot have the honeymoon. They should week. want them to pay extra for that. <laughs> Sweet exactly. Anyway. Like, like, but they refused. And that is ridiculous. It's really unfortunate. And, you know, so Cindy and I have decided to have our, our wedding in Florida. And that is something that we've gone back and forth on a million times, whether sh- should we have it somewhere else? Should we have it in New York? Should we have it in, you know, and it all goes back to, unfortunately, you know, the lack of support that Cindy has and all of Cindy's current support, all of Cindy's friends are located in Florida and many of them do not have the privilege to travel, do not have the privilege to leave. So that is, you know, I'm sure we're going to have a lot of people upset about that decision and a lot of people confused as to why we are doing it there. But at the end of the day, you know, we want to have a wedding and if Cindy's support system can't make it to New York and on top of it she has no family coming then it's not worth it you know so the whole thing is very unfortunate that you know we even have to be concerned about having a wedding in Florida when there are so many queer people in Florida that are stuck that don't have the privilege to leave, that don't have the privilege to flee to somewhere else, you know, like Dwayne Wade's family or, and you know, and I would say 90% of Cindy's friends are stuck there. They don't have the finances to leave. They have children, they have jobs that they can't Mm -hmm. leave from. So if anyone wants to come at us for having a wedding in Florida, then you can pay for a wedding somewhere else because (laughs) that's what we're saying. You can pay for a venue somewhere because we're getting married, like literally in a backyard. It's, you know, that's just, that's the kind of, kind of deal we're having. And the biggest thing is we just want Cindy to feel supported. Yeah. My friends are all over the country. Like you, you're not anywhere near me. And most of my friends are in. Listen, I'd fly to Timbuktu to see you guys get married. Oh, thank you. (laughs) And, you know, they're in Georgia or they're in New Zealand, wherever. But all of Cindy's, you know, all her friends, all her group is in Florida. So Ron DeSantis is just going to have to suck my toe. So (laughs) I'm sure he'd probably like that. He actually would. (laughs) I'm sure he would. But he's just going to have to toot his own little horn and be fine with it. Yeah. Well, because, well, luckily it's not his choice. Yeah. Thank thank God. No, (laughs) not yet. It better not be. No, I honestly, I think as long as Cindy is feeling supported, then that's all we can do. And that's all you're that feeling supported too. If you're happy too, that's yeah. I mean, you know, I think another big reason we wanted to have it there was that her her family has no excuse not to come. Right. You know what I mean? The wedding is down the street, literally, not literally, but figuratively, right down the street. And there's no excuse for them to say, oh, well, it's in California. We can't make it. No. Right. You can make it. You're choosing not to make it. Right. So that's another thing. You know, we want to, we don't ever want to look back on this and be like, well, they, they couldn't make it because it was far away. Well, now there's not an answer for that. So talk about feeling unsafe in places. (laughs) I hope that they come. 
And oh, I don't think they will. Well, but we can be hopeful. We can be optimistic. We can hope that they will. We can be hopeful and positive. If they do, I will introduce myself as a proud lesbian. Please do. <laughs> well, you're going to be officiating. Am I? Yes, you are. Okay. Yes. Okay, everyone's hearing it first on the podcast. Allegra is officiating our wedding. I am happy to. Well, they're going to walk right out. <laughs> can you wear a gay slash thing? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> or just carry on a flag. I mean, I'll definitely wear like a suit. I don't know. Yes. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yes. That'd be so fun. Wow. That's so exciting. I, I know we kind of discussed it, but like now it's official now. Yes, it is official. I'm officially officiating. The podcast <laughs> listeners are going to be needing to know when and where and how they can. Well, they're going to have to listen into this. We're going to have to share parts of the wedding on here. That'd be yeah. fun. Oh, definitely. That'd be fun. Well, okay. Actually, I have some just statistics because I always bring these in. This is like my thing with the podcast. It's good. So. It's good to know. So even though we've been talking about like how there are a lot of dangerous countries, I do want to recognize that there is a global trend towards decriminalizing same-sex acts, if you will. Okay. And so far, 33 countries in the world recognize same-sex marriage, which is, which is great. Ooh. 33. I mean, there are still more countries that that don't but but there are 33 that do and that's we're looking at the positive side that's 33 more than there was you know 20 30 years ago so exactly and the only thing i can say about this is that it's going to continue to change because mm -hmm. love always wins always. and if you do look the countries that don't have it legalized are often countries that are less influenced by Western culture, don't have mm -hmm. access to the same information that we do, right? and are honestly stricken with poverty mm -hmm. a lot of the time. So as the world changes and as we help fight that as well, I think that it'll help change the same-sex marriage as well, you know? Yeah. Sometimes I think we get caught up looking how many backward steps we're making in the United States, but then we have to remember to look at the whole picture. Right. And the world is, you know, we're trying, we're trying because at the end of the day, you're right. Love will always, always win because there's no harm in, 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 in who we love. And unfortunately that, you know, many countries don't see that yet. Many States don't see that yet, but it will well, it's always, also like, you know, I feel like so much of it is generational too, because yes. like you look at people like Ron DeSantis or like even like our parents' generation and so much of them just haven't been exposed to mm -hmm. a same-sex love or any sort of homosexuality. And it was kind of ingrained in their brain that it was, was a bad thing. I mean, so many of them straight up just associated it with AIDS from the 80s, right. which is... Again, terrible. And, but and wrong. And correct. It's wrong. Absolutely. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But it's just how they've been brought up to think. And I it absolutely, I think, hate is taught. Yes. You don't come out of the womb automatically being racist or homophobic, homophobic. or no, xenophobic. You don't. you don't see that. Mm -hmm. You're taught it. And so I think there's a trend general trend towards changing as well because so many of the younger generations are coming out earlier. Mm -hmm. I wish, I wish that I even knew it was an option when I was younger. We've talked about this in our coming out yeah. episode, but I, I didn't even know. 
And now I look at all these kids who are so sure of themselves and like, and they're just loving whoever they want to love. And it makes me so happy. Oh my God. (laughs) All the prom TikToks are melting my heart because there's so many queer couples going to prom. And I just, every time I get a chance to comment on one, I do. And I'm just like, I wish I could go back in time and live my out and proud self at prom. Because I went with friends. I never had a date because I felt so confused. Um, I didn't even go because I... Really? So junior prom, I went with like one of my old guy friends. But then senior prom, I kind of was like, screw this. Like, wow. Because I like, I wasn't like talking to guys or like flirting with them. And actually Mm -hmm. one of my theater friends, a guy that I knew, he was literally a sophomore and I was a senior, but he asked me to go to prom on a cupcake (laughs) wrapper. Um, Like he baked me a cupcake and it was like on the bottom. It said prom, question mark. Oh, that's kind of cute. It was cute. It said that I didn't know that it was there. And I literally threw out the wrapper and he was like, oh, (laughs) (laughs) Um, oh, sorry about that. Whoops. <laughs> D- didn't know. I thought you literally just baked me a cupcake because you were being nice. <laughs> that was um, good. Thanks. Didn't know it was a promposal. But um, oh my god. I was like, you're so sweet. But I ended up just going to my friend's graduation actually here in San Diego instead because I was like, I don't need to go. Like, this is a good friend of mine. She's graduating from college. And I'd way rather support her and be there for that big day. It didn't feel right. Go to prom, <laughs> I guess. Because I just did, I didn't even like have anyone that I liked, and who right. knew it was because I actually liked women. <laughs> yep, same here, same here. I was but, like trying. Um, yep. Did you see? This wasn't on TikTok. I think it was on Instagram. There was a picture, and it was a high schooler in Nashville who posted that they could not go. They were not allowed into their prom because they were wearing a suit. Because basically, they weren't. They didn't have the appropriate amount of like femininity what yeah it's awful did not hear that (laughs) that's some tea here yeah (gasps) this poor kid wasn't allowed to go into their prom this was in tennessee Mm -hmm. i'm pretty sure in nashville oh my gosh what in the literally talk about not feeling safe anywhere literally right here in the united states we feel that way and in nashville isn't nashville a pretty liberal Yes, but I think Area? it was at one of the Christian schools. Oh man! Unfortunately, so that is I mean, so unfortunate. Uh, here's the other thing that I wanted to talk about. Going back to tea, we just keep like it's just scattered in this episode. Sorry, guys. Yes. That's there's, good. There's no, there's no like set tea time. It's the entire it's all tea time. tea time. But <laughs> the thing going on with Dylan on TikTok. Oh my gosh, that is huge I forgot about that yeah because because I mean from what I understand she's been stepping away from social media um I saw her long her long video about just saying Mm -hmm. that she's needed some time and I literally do not blame her at all I would be gone I'd be done after all of all this hatred I'm not okay so I'm not exactly sure what happened but from what I understand so she made a TikTok with Bud Light and Bud Light sent her a can with her face on it for her one year as being a woman, which I think mm. is really sweet and amazing that they did. Yes. But from what I was seeing, people were just oh. giving her hate for that. People were having a... The comments? Oh, oh. Like... The, the videos, though. The, people were making and the videos. the number of women who were like, this is degrading to women everywhere, pretending like you don't know what sports are what I was like what oh, like please. I'm like first of all why are you 
saying that Dylan is acting as if she is a woman everywhere. No, like she's not. <laughs> she is acting like herself, which she has done since day one on TikTok. Like she has been nothing but authentically her. And like never malicious. Never. Never malicious. And she's never said that she speaks for all women or acts for all women. She has specifically said, though, time and time again, that she knows that she will never be a biological woman. But this is her journey, how she feels, how she represents herself and wants to be a voice for the transgender community. Not the same. I don't Not understand. Like, why are people so upset about... Beer, why are people so upset about the fact that she met the president? Like, calm maybe, down. <laughs> maybe now we can solve alcoholism. Thank you, Dylan, because everyone will stop <laughs> drinking beer. Like, seriously, let's try it with guns. Maybe we That's can, what maybe... someone literally said. They're like, someone hand her an AQ. <laughs> maybe people will stop wanting to buy those too, because the sales have gone down like 6% from... For Bud Light. Let's do it. I'll, I'll, whatever. I'll be the face of it. Come on now. Everyone <laughs> stop buying them. Seriously though. Like who care? Who cares? That's my thing. Go touch some grass. Go. Go touch some grass. Go touch some grass. Look at the sun. Stare at it. And reflect on yeah. your own self. You know what I mean? That's how I feel. I, I, I agree. Anyway, that's, that's the tea on that. It's ridiculous. I totally forgot about that. I've just not been on TikTok very much lately. No. I, I, oh, I do have a little other tea time. It's not necessarily involving the queer community, but I was so upset with TikTok after the whole Megan Trainers podcast came out and she said some choice words about the teaching profession. Yeah, she said F teachers. Mm-hmm. F-U-C-K teachers. So <laughs> I'm going to spell it out. And... That really, really angered me to the core. And yes, she's come out with multiple apologies and like we all learn and we all, you know, whatever. Thank you for that. But I just kept thinking that Emily would be nowhere without her teachers. Like special mm -hmm. ed teachers have, they are superheroes. It is the hardest job in the world period. I believe it. I mean, as a former teacher myself, you know, it is like almost 24 seven. I mean, I'd go to work. I'd be there from seven until five. five. Yep. And then I'd go home and I'd grade and I'd plan the lesson for the next day. Mm -hmm. And I would literally fall asleep like with my freaking papers in my bed sometimes like so early because I was exhausted at yes. like seven or eight o'clock and then wake up and do it all over again. And often I had to go like they'd have events on the weekends then and I'd have to be the chaperone. And it it's just like, it doesn't stop. No. And that's the thing. I think, you know, she was speaking out of privilege um, because homeschooling is a privilege. So many parents cannot afford to have that as an option because they need to work and mm -hmm. they cannot have their and who's going to homeschool? A teacher, right? Yeah. Unless, unless she's about to do it. But I mean, I'm new to the teaching profession. I'm teaching CNAs, nursing students now. And I, I think I have an easy job because it's adults. I can't imagine teaching 30 children. I would lose my yeah. mind. It's, lose my mind. Yeah. And it's, and it's not even about teaching anymore, unfortunately, in this country. Uh -huh. Because there are so many needs of children that are not being met. So many. Um, at home. 
And that's where the freaking don't say gay bill also Mm. is so damaging because so many kids might not feel safe at home or whatever it is. And it's, oh my gosh. I mean, it was bad before that it was K through three, but it is so damaging now that it's through high school. Did you hear about how it got changed? Yeah, all the way to 12th grade. That's horrible because that's when, that's when kids need the most Kids know at that, like- they know. In they high know. They know in high school. Like I did. I knew in middle school, really. And I got into an argument with a friend recently because they were saying, "Oh, well, like K through third grade, like they don't need to know about homosexuality." And I was like, "They don't need to know sexuality, period." And if that's what you want to say, then that's what the law should be: right. no sexuality, period. Why are you targeting the LGBT community? I just think back to, you know, I mean, you know that I think I've told you that in kindergarten and first grade, when people found out that I had two moms, they pulled their kids out of my classroom. Um, And well, that's what I said too. I literally mm -hmm. was talking to my friend. I was like, listen, like what if I was a teacher in Florida and I wanted to have a picture of my wife on my desk, just like all the other teachers have a picture of their husband? Or what if I have kids one day and they're in kindergarten and they're saying that they have two mommies. Like, and are they just not supposed to talk about it? And and that's what I had said. You know, I was so proud of my moms. And then that's when the bullying initiated. That's when uh, parents wouldn't send their kids to my birthday party. I was never allowed at sleepovers because they were concerned that I would make their children gay. And I lived with that guilt for years and years. And these stupid legislators have no idea the damage that it causes. I mean, I had a full, you know, I was bullied for 18 years all through school to the point where I had made up a fake dad. That's how bad it got. I had I wish I I made could hug up little Sarah. Me too. Poor <laughs> little Sarah. And she was so strange. She was really odd. So it didn't help. That didn't help on top of it. I was just weird. But <laughs> we were all weird as kids. We were all I weird. Mean. We were. But, you know, it's just, it's really unfortunate that that's the way things are moving now. Yeah. Well, in Florida anyway. Probably in Florida. Tennessee too. Let's just cut them off. Um, we'll just so get their own countries. <laughs> bringing it back into the travel. You know, maybe let's not travel to Florida soon unless it's for Sarah and Cindy's wedding. That's fine. That's <laughs> fine because it's going to be safe and yes. uh, very um, quick one day. <laughs> but, you know, there are a lot of states where it is very welcome and, mm-hmm. you know, California, New York. New York. Where, yeah, where, we, New li- York. where we live, everyone's gay. Everyone's and you're welcome. <laughs> yeah, everyone's a little gay here. Yeah. So I don't know. There are a lot of places to travel, but I guess just always do your research and make sure you're being safe because it's unfortunately still not widely accepted. And if you ever have any questions, you're more than welcome to ask Allegra and I because Allegra has been to a lot of places and I've been to some places myself. And yeah, please research, ask us. reach out and ask questions on how you feel like you could travel somewhere safely or if you just have questions in general about it. Or as the world traveler. Yes, I am. I've been to like 60-something countries now. I'm not telling um, you how many I've been to. And I just booked my trip to the Arctic, so I'm very excited. Ooh. I also wanted to gauge, and you guys can let us know what you think after you listen to this episode. But what if we did? What if Sarah and I hosted a queer travel-like trip? Like, what if we just oh. got... What if we just got a bunch of queers together and booked a trip? 
That would be so fun. I want to go. <laughs> I want to go on that. All right. Well, let's 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 get engaged there. The audiences. <laughs> oh, what they want to do? But yes. we should do it. Yes, we should. And we're fun. Come on, everybody. We're. I think we're fun. <laughs> we're fun, and we'll bring Cindy and Marissa along, and you could bring your girlfriends or boyfriends, whoever, whichever. Or you'd don't, like. and we'll, or don't, and be single and party be single up. and meet some other. <laughs> Hot queer queers. people yes <laughs> yes that would be awesome what a way to end what a way to end well thank you guys so much for listening to our episode hopefully we will not be on such a long hiatus between the next episode seriously you guys are what make this podcast so thank you for listening and we love you and you're always welcome here always and we love you guys and we'll talk to you soon Thanks for listening to Sipping LGBT. For more information, find us at sippinglgbt.com. And follow us on TikTok and Instagram at sippinglgbt. A special thanks to Rosemary Joquin for contributing music to our podcast. Come sip with us again soon.